Welcome back to another edition of the Perp Light Podcast. This is the 12th episode of Perp Take, where we do a weekly review of all the biggest news in sports. This is Jamie White joined with Adam Goldsboro, Tyler Zeman, and the collab member Nicholas Palch. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the Elite Eight round of March Madness. All right, so obviously right now, March Madness is the biggest thing in the sports world. Everyone's tuning in. So, Adam, give us a quick rundown of the first game, which was Texas Tech against Gonzaga. All right, so during the Texas Tech and Gonzaga game, um, nobody really thought that it would be very close. I mean, I certainly didn't think so. I was kind of underrating Texas Tech. I thought Gonzaga had just a much better roster, and I definitely thought they had better coaching. But I guess during the game, it was actually very even. The only really thing that separated at the end of the game was uh, the Texas Tech had a lot less turnovers at the end of the game when Gonzaga turned it over a lot at the end of the game. So that that kind of allowed them, Texas Tech, to continue to you know, make their free throws, which Gonzaga really didn't do at the end of the game. And then that just allowed Texas Tech to just keep basically just barely winning every single minute basically since like the last six minutes they would just get like a point or two more than Gonzaga every minute and then that led to them winning by how much six points at the end so there yeah March Madness is all about being the best team that night like you you could be the best you could be the best team all throughout the year and the worst team all throughout the year but if that worst team is better than that best team throughout the year you're gonna win this is so like Having Texas Tech over Gonzaga, it's not the biggest surprise, but still an upset nonetheless three over one. Yeah, but it's cool to see because Texas Tech was given like little chance throughout the entire tournament. They beat teams uh, like Michigan to advance to this stage. This is gonna be their first appearance in the Final Four. I think I believe in the program's history. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that'll be cool to see. Um, and this was a good Gonzaga team. It's not like they were slouching or anything, but it was close. It was very exciting for Texas. Texas Tech. Wow, no one can say Texas today. Oh well. All right, to talk about the next game, the very interesting uh, matchup against Virginia-Purdue is Pouch. Um, so Carson Edwards on Purdue, he produced 42 points, but that's pretty much the only offense Purdue saw the whole game. Everybody else is like the highest scoring player um, below that is seven points. So right. nobody else on the team really did anything to help. But Virginia, they played a great like team game. You know, I see 24-10, 25-14, all of them really contributed to that win, and that's the main reason why Virginia came out on top is just because every player contributed pretty much. Right, yeah, no, this was a very not one-sided affair, obviously, because it was still a close score in the end that uh, eventually sent the game into overtime, but Purdue had absolutely no offensive ball to uh, try and compete with Virginia's onslaught of points. I mean, but moving in um, at the later stages of the fourth, or the end of the second uh, half, Purdue, it, it looked like Purdue was pretty, like, had a clear chance of moving through. And to be honest, like, sitting there watching it, I thought Virginia was done. And then they went on this insane run the last five minutes and forced overtime. It were a redemptive story for Virginia, too, after losing the first round last year, being able to advance all the way to the Final Four. So big story for them after pretty much showing that they do belong, as most people didn't really think they lost as one seed last year. That could have happened again this year, but... Right. And a lot of people wrong. And at this point in the tournament with uh, Duke out of it, they could be heavy favorites to win the whole thing. Yeah, and I think the player who actually stepped up for Virginia was Kyle Guy. Uh, he did have five threes this game, which was he hasn't been shooting well at all in his career in March Madness. It's something like 28% from three. And he's known for his three-point shooting. So he, 
But, I mean, I, he definitely did show up this game. I know, I believe he said after the game that he just he wanted to make the first Final Four, I believe, since it was like 1984 that Virginia has made. So I definitely do believe that he, that he showed out. And then another guy, Jerome, he also did very well. And if you look at the game, Virginia is really not known for their offense, but they did have more scoring than usual this game. So that's nice for them that they, they were able to score more than like 60 points, which, which is what their usual usual score is. So, Right. And they I think they've proved that, that they belong in this tournament where they are right now. It was a very tough ACC conference this year, but they came away with a dominant victory in overtime. All right, and the talk about our next game, Auburn versus Kentucky, is Jamin. All right, so Auburn and Kentucky, another interesting game that ended up going into overtime. Uh, the five-seeded Auburn would end up beating number two-seeded Kentucky, 77-71. So, again, a great game to watch uh, for the Elite Eight round. Um, Auburn has sort of, I don't know why, but they've been slighted throughout the whole tournament uh, despite them winning the SEC. It's not really known uh, the conference as a whole for their basketball, but they still showed up and played really well. Um, they had multiple uh, players scoring over 20 points, um, just just enough to keep uh, Kentucky at bay. Uh, both uh, had 31 seasons, so two really good teams. One had to go. Auburn will be advancing. Yeah, I'm definitely one of those people who didn't believe in Auburn. Yeah, I'm a believer. I, I think I'm they're just believer. lucky. I think they're just lucky. Kentucky always fizzles out in the tournament. That's the only reason they got past the Elite Eight. I mean, March Madness is all about luck. So, and Auburn's had that luck throughout the tournament. But yeah. Auburn's been good, though. They've been good, but then again, it's, it's all luck. I don't know if it's just luck. Well, let's look at this. They shot worse than Kentucky. The only thing they did better than Kentucky was free throws. Yeah, they even got, like, Kentucky out-rebound Auburn as well. They even had more turnovers and and more fouls. Or not more turnovers. They had more fouls than Kentucky. I see no luck. Yes. This is a very skillful team. They had less they still, too. They had, this like, is still the team that kicked the crap out of North Carolina. It's a team that plays Sweet a 16. lot of isolation now. They shot five percent less in field goals as well. It's just like, yeah, it's not. It's I don't know. And they this team is hot. But they have if you momentum. look at Kentucky, they, they have momentum for sure. But Kentucky didn't shoot well at all during this game, compared to what they normally can do. I you feel like if Kentucky been, played up to their potential, they would have blown out Auburn. I mean, I'm with Jamin on this one. Like, thank you, Zeman. Auburn, thank you. Auburn is hot, but like I said a few episodes ago, sometimes in March it's better to be lucky than good. Very true. Well, like, that's that's how could, that's how maybe. you win this tournament. Is your is the ball bounces the right way for you and the wrong way for the other team? That's what's happening with Auburn. Maybe they're it's lucky. Great for them. Maybe they're lucky, but this is still a very talented team. How far will they go uh, the rest of the tournament? I don't know, but I've seen pretty dominant showing so far. And I'm a believer in Auburn. It's, it's entertaining to watch, no doubt. But yeah. like Charles Barkley somewhere is very proud of Auburn, and he's very <laughs> proud of me right now because yeah. I sound like an Auburn fan. You just so. can't you can't disregard how good they have been. Like being a number five seed, they they did not have an easy road to where they are now. They have to beat Kansas, North North Carolina, Kentucky. Now they have to all against, great basketball yeah, schools, and so all, all projected to go very far. I, I don't think anybody saw Auburn doing this. I I, I was uh, looking this morning, and I think only 7,000 brackets on ESPN had all had this Final Four with Auburn, Virginia, and Duke, and Texas Tech, which is insane. I think it was 0.04%. Not Duke, but Michigan State. Michigan yeah, State, Michigan State. 
Still, though, I'm a believer in Auburn, and I think they had a great game against Kentucky. They did have a great game, but they're going to lose next round. Well, that's not what we're talking about now. I, I, we're I talking like, about now, and like Auburn a, is great. I like a good okay. Cinderella story, so you know what? I'm rooting for them in right. this round. There you go, Pouch. But, what do I got to do to get you on this team? But, no, I, I, still, it's all luck, but I'm hoping for an Auburn win. I like okay. a good Cinderella story, but... That's good enough. <laughs> what do I got to do to get you on this bandwagon, Adam? Uh, talk about the last game, which is Duke versus Michigan State. Seaman, what do you think? Well, to start... My bracket is officially busted. <laughs> I think most people, like, the, same with me. I had, Duke, I had Duke and UNC in the final, so my bracket's... Dang. <sighs> I'm still good. I only had Virginia going good. to the final four, and so my, my bracket's gone. But to be fair, I think it was kind of... Um, you could feel it coming. Duke struggled in their last two previous games against UCF and Virginia Tech only winning by more than three points in both of those games um, combined. And in this game, they lost to Michigan State by one. It, you, could, you could kind of feel it coming. The performances were very strong from Zion and Barrett, but overall they didn't really have anything else, and Michigan State finally topped them. I think something that will show is that the Michigan State bench, although you know limited, it's not a huge bench, just – completely outplayed the Duke bench. And, you know, like you said, they had the stars between Barrett and Zion, but they just couldn't keep the momentum up. And it was still a close game. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it it's not a- like it was a blowout or anything, but still, yeah. I think that will show. And I think one thing to help Michigan State a lot was they had a really clear plan going into this. And they have, I think, a better point guard than Duke. I know uh, I know Jones on Duke is uh, pretty good, but he's not, I don't think, as good as Cassius Winston for Michigan State. And all the, although Winston may not be an NBA player soon, like like Jones probably will be, but he he's definitely a perfect point guard for this for uh, Michigan State's offense. He knows how to get like open passes and stuff. He had twenty and ten assists this game, so yeah, no, he knew yeah. his role for sure. Yeah, nothing was Duke. They pretty much did better than Michigan State in all categories. Besides, they had seventeen turnovers to Michigan State six. So that's. That's what lost the game from is just not being able to hold on to the ball. Yeah, uh, that will not. Do I think it. it's fair to say every big team's downfall, kind of in this tournament so far, that's been knocked out Those has been quotes, their turnovers. Yeah. Um, like we looked at Gonzaga with all their turnovers and uh, Kentucky, like that. That's been the team's downfall. If you can hold on to the ball, it's turnovers, especially late in the game too. Yeah. When a team's trying to fight back, especially in like the NCAA tournament, if there's a loose ball or something. Odds are the team that caused a loose ball is going to get on it because they're trying to fight back in the NCAA tournament. So, yeah. Right. But like Zeman said, most back, uh, brackets are busted. Mine isn't. I'm Mine still is. Very, I'm still very proud of that. Got Virginia winning. Um, but for the rest of the tournament and what, we, what we've seen so far, I think it will be exciting. I think it will be thrilling. At this point, I have Virginia winning, but I'm on the Auburn bandwagon as I have officially announced on this podcast earlier, so I'm going with that. Adam will join me soon. That's the goal right now. But, uh, yeah, great game between Duke and Michigan State. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Perp Light Podcast. This has been the 12th episode of Perp Take, where we do a weekly review of all the biggest news in sports. Uh, special special shout-out to Nick Pouch, who joined us. He jumped over from Perp Pick'em today to join us. Uh, he also created the excellent Perp Take logo that we're all very proud of and we love seeing uh, every week. Uh, additionally, this is Jim White from Adam Goldsboro and Tyler Zeman now signing off.